Start date 06292021. That sounds right. Probably yeah. a seven <laughs> instead of a six. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a kind of smart, kind of funny podcast, all about classic Trek and new Trek. Today we're going to talk about some new Trek. Um, but I am your reluctant captain, Mike Moody Garcia. With me on the view screen, we have Mariah Gossett and Grant Davis. And Clyde is away today. Um, He will be back next time. He'll definitely be back when we start covering uh, Lower Decks, um, August 12th. Is that right, Mm -hmm. Mariah? August 12th. Yep. All right. So we didn't really have anything scheduled uh, for this week, so we wanted just to come on and have a loose hang with everybody. Is this a loose hang? Is this a loose hang, baby? This sounds pretty loose. It's pretty (laughs) loose. It's, uh, I'm not strapped down to my chair. (laughs) Do you need to be? Perhaps. It, <laughs> it's, it's a loose hang. So everybody in the chat, if you're uh, if you're in the live chat, we do want you to participate. We're gonna be talking about um, the new Lower Deck season two trailer. Uh, give our thoughts and opinions on that. Um, talking about the Prodigy season one trailer coming soon to Nickelodeon. Um, it's gonna be in Paramount Plus too. Mm-hmm. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that shit out. Um, yeah, it's and we want happening. your your opinions too. We want your hot freaks on these trailers for sure. So please drop those in the chat and uh, and just converse with us about that. Um, let's see what else. I didn't do a rundown for this. Grant, what do you got to say? Uh, I'm playing with the lights in the background um, <laughs> while while we're while we're chit chatting. How about we remind folks that, especially during the off season, that our Patreon is a great place to go and hang out with us because there are watch alongs happening almost every single night, so you can be ready and all caught up for the new season of Lower Decks. Um, and we've obviously been chit chatting about all of the. Um, uh, new Trek trailers to come out around Prodigy and Lower Decks. So definitely check out our Patreon. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> how about also, you tell them how they can comment on things? Uh, yeah, if you are watching us live over on YouTube, which you should be, because it's a lot more fun that way, you can hit us up uh, in the comments right here. Uh, well, that's where we see it. Wait, you, it's probably like below for them on YouTube. I don't know. Anyway, um, when we see the comments, uh, especially if you put the the letters P-O-D at the front, like for pod as in podcast as in Star Trek Discovery Pod, um, we see that and it's just a little bit easier because otherwise, you know, people are, are, are shooting the shit and just chatting with each other over there. And if you want our attention, put P-O-D. We'll see that and we'll drop it on the screen, especially if you have um, some some nice insight or some some hot freaks on on what we're going to be discussing including some upcoming trailers i believe yes yeah so um, you oh go ahead Brian. oh i was going to say also if folks missed it last week we dropped in the stream um and on our youtube channel our panel from the women at warp conference which i've gotten a lot of nice compliments on so i appreciate the feedback y'all i thought that was a really um awesome panel. And I like chatting with you guys about getting maybe a little bit more emotional, more in depth on some Trek and, uh, and how it makes us all feel. So that was nice. We were in the feels. <laughs> we, we got feedback on that. Yeah. Julian uh, from uh, strange new pod gave us a nice shout out online. So I thought that was really sweet. Oh, right oh yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was, a, that was a good discussion. 
Yeah, that was really cool. Thanks. Shout out to uh, Karen, uh, one of our supporters, one of our, our patrons for turning us on to that. And mm -hmm. uh, thanks to Mariah for doing all the legwork to get us get us on that um, on that festival. It was it was really fun. And it was super cool to be part of the the women at Warp family for for a day. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can time. do it again next year. Hopefully they have another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be really fun. And so other, we uh, will invite them to our podcast festival. Let's just have one. Yeah, yeah. The, okay. The Mike Moody Garcia Podcast Festival, which is starring <laughs> Mike and friends. Wow, Mike, Mike um, and friends. That's Mike that's awesome. I'm sorry, Mariah. You're gonna have to do all the work again on it. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Mariah Gossett. Woo! It would be a good time. Friend. Um, I don't know if y'all saw that the star, like the um. Star the, Trek? Yeah, the Star Trek, uh, the con like the conference in Chicago, I guess tickets just went on sale for that. So I don't know if folks are into that. I'm a little like wait and see. I had some people reach out asking if we were going to be attending. And I was like, that is a great question. But so if that's something y'all are interested in. Um, oh, Mission, Mission Chicago? Yeah, Mission Chicago. It's in 2022. But I'm feeling weird about anything with a lot of people lately so but uh, <laughs> i would love to know yeah. what other people are thinking it has TV. nothing to do with the pandemic either it's just people are awful yeah i mean generally TV. that could be pretty true but yeah tbd <laughs> i haven't left this room in two years <laughs> same i've only real. rearranged the same room so it seems like there's a change in my life even a little bit <laughs> Everybody watching this pod's like, Mike, you're lying. That's a different room. You're always in a, <laughs> another room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do know that our buddy from uh, Text Trek, Stephen Fothery, is going to, I think he's still going to uh, Mission Las Vegas, oh. uh, which is uh, used to be called you know Star Trek Las Vegas, but there's, mm -hmm. I think it's called 55-Year Mission this year. Anyway, mm -hmm. it's a big Star Trek conference they have every year in Las Vegas, and uh, I told him to if he, after he, after he is done with that, come on the show, tell us all about it. So mm -hmm. hopefully, we'll get a report from him. That'll be fun. Yeah, I, I know. In our last show that we did, we talked about the Star Trek community. And I was saying how I I feel very welcomed by them, by our particular community. I don't know about going to a convention though. That like that kind of weirds me out. I think that that audience might be a bit more uh, extreme. No. I think it'll be a love fest. Every like all the tweets and instas that I see from these festivals are just so positive and podcasters that show up at these festivals. Like I see podcasters tweet, like people like come up to me and recognize my voice. Like it's wild. I think they would definitely recognize your voice. I, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I, I get intimidated by the idea that anyone might think I am an expert in anything. Uh, Vicky says you're yes, scared. I am. No, <laughs> it's true though. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I, I do a lot of podcasts where I am opinionated. Mm -hmm. Having opinions is easy, but don't ever call me an expert or have any expectation that I, I know what I'm talking about. Cause I don't think I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> No, nobody sees you as the expert here. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, Chupi says, Grant, I'm told that con attendees love to see new people. Wow. You're a new person. I'm. They'll love to see you. Brand spanking new baby. Baby. Oh, PW Gregory. 
Grant going to a Star Trek convention? There's no turning back from that. That's true. I know. That's like the only, I, I have this like weird ingrained motivator that I want to get Grant at like a, a Trek con of some sort. Cause I think it would be, <laughs> I think it would be an experience. Also, we love dressing up in really bad costumes. I so would I've, definitely dress up. Exactly. Okay. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's go around before we jump into these, the prodigy and the, uh, uh, what's the other show called? Lower decks, lower decks trailer. I'm a professional. Um, <laughs> Let's go around the the virtual room. Who who would you guys cosplay as? Oh, and in the chat, let us know what oh, you would yeah. dress yeah. up as. What would you cosplay as uh, at a Trekcon? That's a uh, yeah. Who wants to go? I first? mean, I I like the idea mm-hmm. of not being like bogged down in something that's like too warm or a bunch of like face paint that like you get sweaty. I I just always find there's so many people that makes it makes it hot and I'm gonna sweat a bunch. But I also really like something that makes me tall so parts of <laughs> so i can see <laughs> over other people i have a i have a little man complex um so part of that makes me think okay i want to be saru and i want to wear like stilts so i can walk around and sashay right. my arms by my body but then again i want to wear like the saru head because i'll get too warm <laughs> um maybe a triple maybe i'll just wear a bunch <laughs> of uh like just some fur <laughs> that would be kind of iconic <laughs> <laughs> the giant triple yeah, I think I would either maybe do like a, a trill just because like that's like some fun makeup that's not like super intense, you know, or I was like, uh, it would be kind of fun to go as Tendi and do like the full green See, that's intense. face paint. But it's like, you know, if you're going to go for it, you should go for it. And then I feel like the easy one with my hair would be to go as Tilly, but I could easily dye it red. You could dye it red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can definitely see you being Tilly there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I used to dye my hair red in college a lot. So it would be a pretty easy transition. <laughs> oh, really? Do you have mm-hmm. pictures? I want to see those. Yeah. I used to dye my hair crazy colors uh, in my youths. At one point I used to have it. It went from like dark purple to dark red to orange. And I would like tie Whoa. it up into a uh, like a curl hawk. <laughs> you were like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did. I did perform at like a circus themed show once <laughs> as a clown, but like it was like a sexy clown. Like, oh. How dare you! <laughs> in a way, yeah. I used to have it all in high school. at Billy Idol blonde uh, for a while. Then I had it all red because I watched my so called life, and I was like, I'm mm. sad like Angela Chase. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I had it uh, all green, and then all black. What, what would you dress up I, as, Mike? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I have it on the screen here. I would dress up as this would be my cosplay. <laughs> that would be Kirk from Star Trek Five, with the the flap on the uniform open. He's wearing jeans and his hiking boots with a t shirt that says "Go climb a rock." <laughs> <laughs> and then I would definitely get that wig that he's wearing because he is wearing yeah. a wig. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would be my costume. I think it would just be, it would be real like it. It would be comfortable. I would really want to wear like a uniform. But then those uniforms, like the cast, I don't care what show we're talking about. Every every show, the cast is like, the uniforms sucked. They're so uncomfortable. But Kirk here, Shatner, in the movie he directed, spends half the movie uh, with the, the uniform just wide open with a t-shirt underneath. <laughs> it's with blue like jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a it's smoking blue. jacket. Yeah, movie. so it's like a smoking jacket. So I think he knows what's up. So Super chill. Super chill. Um, we, got, we got some comments here. Uh, Lizzo says uh, I'd cosplay as 
Livingston Picard. I don't know who that is. Who's Livingston Picard? Livingston Picard. That's a good question. I is like it Jean-Luc's like, child? That sounds really familiar. Oh, it's Picard's fish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's great. Home Tricky says, I'd, I'd want to be Deanna Troy, but that's an old trope. I mean, a cat suit's fun. You know, don't got to wear. There, there are many different variations of Troy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. P.W. Gregory says, Vulcan is a safe bet. Yeah, I mean, just throw on some ears, I guess, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe like uh, brush your eyebrows up. Are there like I'd want to be a Vulcan type characters, like some really just tall people yeah. in the in the universe of Trek? Are there tall people aside from Saru? I'm trying to think of any that are like notably tall. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Not that it comes to Rikers, mind. Rikers, the Rikers are pretty tall. Well, the yeah. one Riker. Actually, the there's one Riker. two. <laughs> Thomas That's and, the and fish. Lisa. Yeah. yeah, it would have to be Saru. I want to do all the face makeup. That's that's. Well, maybe they make it like as a mask, and you can just like pop it on. You know, <laughs> a hoodie. I just have a Saru hoodie where you, you zip up. up your face. <laughs> I, I think the worst costumes are just masks, right? Like put makeup on or something. Like just yeah. go buying a mask. What about just a Shatner mask? Paint it white and then uh <laughs> and then murder a bunch of people in your murder. Yeah. 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 Ooh, original TOS Harry Mudd would be really fun because he wears outrageous outfits. Yeah. Uh um, Lise says Harry Mudd was tall. Rain Wilson's tall. Is he? Yeah. He doesn't look it because he's you know. His his face seems like maybe he's not tall. Ah, Home Chicky is reminding me of Lavaxana's uh Troy's manservant. He was like mm-hmm. a super tall dude. Uh he was played by this one actor who I I oh god, he's in a bunch of stuff, and the only reason they put him in TV shows and movies is because he's like seven five. He's so tall. Mm. You could also do is the rock tall? The rock is in an episode of Voyager. <laughs> he shows- I have a theory that the rock is like five foot two. <laughs> super wide have you seen the uh the conspiracy theory about joe rogan that he's like five foot tall and like he's five foot six he's actually five foot six people keep wow, him smaller and smaller in these photos <laughs> i love it so apparently the rock is six foot five so that is a very tall person that is wow. okay i can no, I the just lies. be the rock and be like i think he was in an episode guys i'm just i'm tall grant I remember meeting uh, you guys know Jason Schwartzman from Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I met him when Rushmore came out, and he came to UT to do like a, a, a premiere. And he was five, like two, like he came up to my nose. And so was Eddie Vedder. I met Eddie Vedder once, and he is tiny. Most celebrities he, he are came very up small. To my nose. I was like, oh my god, you have such a presence. Like Jason Schwartzman looks short, so yeah, but Vedder was tiny. I was like, hmm. dude. I love you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, well, st- speaking of uh, maybe small in stature, but not in personality, do we want to talk about some of these uh, animated show trailers? Wow. That what? was a real hard yeah. turn. <laughs> that was a snag away. I love it. <laughs> yes, I, Mariah, I think, um, I, uh, I think we are all super excited about Lower Decks coming back August 12th because we will be covering every single episode. But um, uh, I guess, do you want to do some hot freaks on the Lower Decks Season 2 trailer? Let's do it. I don't really want to play it here because we might, I don't know, last time we played it, we got like a copyright strike. But 
Um, let's Are we going to play our hot freak sound though? Hey, Is that going to happen? Just, just relax. Like Thank that? you. <laughs> I was like, "Where's the button? Just shut up, shut just, up, Mariah. just relax. Find <laughs> the button. I'm play it. Just relax. I'm gonna play it. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Grant Davis. You, you want me to go there. first? Um, I do because this is your favorite Star Trek show. It looks. Next. It looks super exciting. Um, once again, you know, it, I'm not sure what, uh, how long they're going to spend with the the breakup of Mariner and Boimler being on two different ships. Uh, I, I hope it isn't too long. It looks like they're all, it seems like they're back together pretty quick because of the scenes that we're seeing already in this episode. Um, a lot of the same humor. It, it's very quick witted and um, silly. And there's some references in there. I'm sure that uh, tickle you guys that just go completely over my head. <laughs> Uh, but but that said, it you know it, it just looks like another wild ride in the show, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much they're going to be um, uh, focused on the, the heart of it, hmm. because we got some really great character arcs in the first season, um, especially with Mariner, and I don't know if they'll be able to. Um, make as big of a swing in the second season, but maybe what makes you think that they might not um, get so emotional with it. Um, well, I mean, they've explored that territory, you know, with, with Mariner. And now, now they're, now that we know, you know, the relationship between her and her mother as well. Um, I, it looks like they're going to be kind of playing off of that with the tension. And yet there's still kind of this, uh, maternal protectiveness and this this uh, child's love and defiance and how they kind of toggle between those um i don't know i'm i'm interested to see where they go i do hope that they have a lot of the heart and there is a bit more of an arc that pays off that was kind of my complaint through the first half of the first season if not more than the first half <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think they are going to pull off the heart that we we want based on, I don't know if you watched the Comic-Con panel where they revealed this trailer, but, um, uh, you know, I think the trailer looks fun. It's got a bunch of the fun laugh moments. I'm really excited for Tom Paris as a plate um, to be talking to Boimler while he's hallucinating in a Jeffrey's tube. Who's that? <laughs> Who is Tom Paris? I didn't get that part. He's from Voyager. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but super, uh, the the actor is super beloved also in the fandom because he uh, he hosts a great podcast with uh, Garrett Wong mm -hmm. who uh, who was also in Voyager and they cover like every episode of Voyager and they get the whole cast to reminisce about the show. Really, Does yeah. hosting a podcast make you beloved? Obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you're still here. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yes, Robert Duncan McNeil will be making some appearances that I'm really stoked about. Um, I also think on the con and we can talk about the Comic Con panel later after we kind of hot break the trailer. But um, yeah, I mean, all of the punchlines are fun. There's some great little references. There's a ton of voice actors making appearances that I think are going to be really fun guest stars. Um, I 
I, I think I fall more and more in love with Tawny Newsom as Mariner with like every moment that that character is occurring. So I'm really excited to see uh, where everybody goes. I also think it's fun that Eugene Cord- Cordero has like essentially showed up at like every fandom. Like he is like the trifecta of fandom now because he was in Loki, he's in Star Trek, and he was in a star. Um, he's in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So he's like, he's hit all of them. <laughs> Um, so like, way to go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like in the next Ninja Turtles movie, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this trailer. I mean, I'm with home chicky. We see a bunch of Riker in this trailer, which is cool because Jonathan Frakes coming back and leaning, leaning more into the comedic side of Riker. Obviously. Um, I, I listened to an interview a while back with Mike McMahon, the creator of lower decks. And the a question was put to him. Like, everything we see about Riker on the Titan, is that actually canon? Is that how Riker acts during like, and he was just like, I don't know, man, he's funny. Like (laughs) (laughs) he was like this. Yes. Let's just say the events uh, that happen in lower decks with Riker are canon, but maybe in that's how they happen in my mind. Cause my mind's funnier. You know, maybe you have your own head canon on how Mm -hmm. exactly it happened. But all I can say is that, um, Jonathan Frakes really leans, leans into the comedy and the more we can get on him, get, get from him on this show, the better. Also the same with Marina Sirtis, who mm-hmm. has become this like really great low key uh, comedian uh, in the past, like couple decades. I think all that started with, um, with her role in first contact, the movie first contact, she had a real, some really great comedic, like acerbic scenes in that. And, and the good Star Trek movies have kind of like played into that. So I think that's going to be fun too, watching their dynamic together on this show. And I actually don't mind that Boimler and Mariner are separated for a while. Um, it doesn't seem that they'll be separated that long. If we're looking at this trailer, but I, I kind of like the idea of having like a plot, B plot and C plot. And sometimes the A plot is on, um Riker ship with Boimler and sometimes you know sometimes maybe that's a B plot you know it'll follow like just a, a regular sitcom um kind of uh act structure that way and once they get back together it'll be great also I like seeing Boimler in that cool like uh first contact style uniform mm-hmm. it's my favorite the grays it's my favorite uniform um but what I've heard Mike Mann say about this this season is that um, they're going to go a lot more acerbic with the comedy, but also they are going to give us a lot more story, uh, character story. So we'll get to know these characters. He wants us to really, uh, just like us as podcasters are beloved to the fans. He wants to make <laughs> these characters that he's created really beloved to the fandom. So, uh, that's his goal here, to make us laugh and to make us love these characters. So I think we'll, we'll go pretty deep with these characters this season. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, um, so on the Comic-Con panel, they sort of talked about, you know, now that um, Mariner and um, uh, her mom's secret is like outright, like that we now though this relationship exists and like more of the crew know that it exists. They're definitely going to be playing into how that relationship evolves in that manner. And like, um, Tawny Newsom talked about how she has a friend who was in like a punk band who then had kids. And then the kid was like, I'm going to rebel. And you know what I'm going to do? 
be in a punk band. And it's like, that's not how you rebel in that system. And so it's like sort of a similar relationship between um, Mariner and the captain and sort of how they have to navigate, like, how do you rebel while still being a Starfleet officer and like trying to figure out what that like relationship looks like moving forward. So I'm excited to see that. I also just thought if other folks watch the, um, the panel, um, they all just like make fun of Jerry O'Connell the entire time. And it is like their, their full like chemistry as a cast is really fun, especially considering like they're all just voice acting, right? Like they probably, especially through the pandemic, very rarely probably got to do any voice acting together, but somehow that like camaraderie is all still there. Um, And I guess, um, Jack Quaid is now going to be voicing a Batman character in an upcoming animated show. And Jerry O'Connell has voiced Batman in a bunch of animated stuff. And so I'm just like, oh, this is like so fun to see all of these people like moving in and out of these different animated projects together and like how their relationship as like a cast also continues to grow, which I think will be able to feel on screen as well that like chemistry is there. I hope we see more guests like Paul F. Tompkins back. Um, I don't I don't think they've announced a guest cast list, but there's they, so many great comedians that do so such good voice work that are kind of a part of that kind of Tawny Newsom, Paul and Paul of Tompkins mm-hmm. kind of UBC crew that they could just mine from. That'd be so fun. Yeah, they I can't remember now. At, during Comic-Con, they did drop like at least one person who's guest voicing because I guess it's the person who's playing the new security officer. But now right. I cannot remember. Um but yeah, they did, they, you know, they keep all of the secrets. So they're just like, there'll be some fun surprises beyond just it, like who we see is coming like in the trailer and some other like traditional Trek characters will also be popping up along the way too. So that's really fun. Is the new security officer, the Temerian, the one mm-hmm. who speaks in like allegory? Yes. From the, like, from the, uh, <laughs> they essentially- the Dormach- Darmok episode from TNG, like one of the best episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're like, essentially they were like the, the meme, like bots on Twitter yeah, before they were meme bots yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, security officer, that- he's got a sash on and he's got a knife like held in the front of his sash. Yeah. I'm looking through, people were calling me out like, why is Grant looking down so much? I was looking through a bunch of uh, uh, still shots <laughs> uh, <laughs> of the trailer to kind of remind myself or like, you know, see little deeper details that I'd missed. Yeah, oh, real they- quick. Chupi says that they have Dr. Moogly, Paul of Tompkins on the bridge in this trailer. I didn't notice that. Maybe he's a new Troy. Perhaps. Is I he the bird? That. He's the yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see him with the new security officer. Yeah. They also mentioned that the ship is going to go through quite a lot of turmoil this season. So I think that'll be interesting to see how and, they treat the ship. Uh, something I was excited about that I saw in the trailer. Um, there's a scene where Mariner and Tendi um, are in this uh, pool hall. And there's a bunch of really tall looking, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, predator looking dudes. I guess mm-hmm. they're Nausicans. And yes. she sucker punches them and runs. And I know what that reference was to now because I saw the Q episode. <laughs> um, tapestry. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't know that... the name of the episode, but I, I did recognize. I was like, ah, that's what Picard did. And then he got shanked. It's yep. working, Mike. It is working. <laughs> <laughs> is this what happens? Damn it. Mm-hmm. You could be a Nausicaan. There you go. 
Yeah, they're, they're tall, but once again, it, you can't be tall and you still have to wear a bunch of stuff on your face. Very true. Yeah, I, I don't want that. I want Slender Man. There's got to be a Slender Man in there. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I don't know, but... I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm overall, I'm really excited. Apparently Shax is in like a couple of shots in the trailer, our old mm, security yeah. officer. So I don't know if that means he survived or if they're like memories or flashbacks that are happening, you know, as far as scenes go. So I guess or, we'll see. Or, I bet it's a flashback. or what time travel or time travel. <laughs> we do love a good time travel plot line. It's Star Trek. There's gotta be time travel. That's very true. I mean, oh, I, uh, I have some questions. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, real quick, Chupi says, Grant, I'm telling you, you need to cosplay as Boimler. You love Boimler. Do I dye my hair like a purplish color? I mean, yes. didn't you bleach it for like a Riddler costume not too long ago? <laughs> Did. <laughs> <laughs> that was last Halloween. I bleached it. So why not? <laughs> you know, just go just go full full force into yeah. a Boimler costume. I noticed um, both in this and not not to jump too far ahead, but uh, the other trailer for Prodigy, so a lot of like gelatinous looking aliens. Um, I don't recall seeing any gelatinous aliens yet in, in Trek, but they sure are popping up where it's easier to animate them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I do think I mean, it makes sense that there would be I mean, just think about Earth and how many gelatinous um, creatures live on this planet. <laughs> So it's like, I, I think out, <laughs> out in space, <laughs> there would be um, some of those types of creatures. And yeah, I think it does make more sense production wise. I, actually, technically on Discovery, we had those crazy worms, the trans worms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a slimy creature. Mm. Slimy. Yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, though. I'm fine to jump over to uh, Prodigy because I am. Um, I would like all of the Murph merchandise as much as possible. That tiny, weird, multicolored creature is the cutest thing I've ever heard on a show, and I want all of the merch. <laughs> I oh oh hold on, we're gonna talk about Prodigy. Ah, <laughs> Uh, we get another one. Yeah. <laughs> you you were going. Give me your hot break on this prodigy trailer. I was so pleasantly surprised by this trailer because I think when I first heard like Nickelodeon Kids Trek, it mm -hmm. um my spouse described it. We were like, it's that worry that the like the music cues are gonna be those like doop 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 doop, you know, like we're a funny kids show versus like this one is like full orchestra some uh, references to the Voyager soundtrack. Like to me, this feels like it's, pro you know, the presentation is made friendly for kids, but it feels like a show that adults are going to actually like enjoy watching, which is exciting to me. Um, and the animation was beautiful. It's, it's not like, it, it sort of reminds me of um, the Clone Wars style sort of animation, but mm. different enough that it feels kind of fresh, especially in like the animation stuff that we've been seeing coming out, which all is sort of in that, like, I don't know, everything either looks like Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty or um, Family Guy, right? Like those are like our prime animated content at the moment. So it's really nice to see something be so different. So I'm excited about it. 
I'm pretty excited about it too. I uh, I had the same thought when when Prodigy was announced and it was announced that it was going to be targeting the the youths, the youth market, the the, the children's. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, watch, it'll be fun, but I was not excited about it at all. But one, the idea that it's a new story, right? It's not like I love Lower Decks, and it is a new story, but it's really mining a lot of you know nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it does it in a fun uh, new way. But with this, it's a new story, brand new characters um, set in a part of space that, you know, even though Voyager was set there, uh, we didn't really spend a lot of time in and seeing uh, a cast full of new aliens that we've never really seen before and a new look, a new feel and from a different perspective, right? These aren't Starfleet officers. Mm -hmm. These are just, random kids who stumble across a star uh, a starship and the connection to to old trek is there it's not so heavy but it is there with the janeway hologram and with you know a uh, uh, a starfleet vessel uh so we have our comfort there but it, they're going to take us on a whole new adventure a whole new ride so that's exciting also the this uh the animation looks pretty amazing and uh, just the the scope of the production looks very ambitious and and really cool i think um i think like discovery kind of took its visual cues from uh blockbuster action movies this seems to be really taking its visual cues from pixar movies Mm. um Mm -hmm. which is amazing so seeing something like that on tv every week and it's star trek yeah i think i'm a little more excited about it now after seeing this trailer um so yeah, I think I think before I said, eh, maybe we'll cover the premiere, but no, we're gonna cover it all. Every single episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what here. do you think about that, Grant? <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm a little mixed on it. I don't know. Mm. I watching the trailer, I I can appreciate the 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 style of of the animation as as being like a nice quality, but for me. My, in my personal aesthetic, it doesn't really hit that. Um, I, I, I think that's kind of why I, I veer away from ever watching like Star Wars Rebels as well. Like uh, it, it, it does feel like that. I think it's just something about um, the the fusion of of three D uh, animation and um, kids. It's just kind of I don't know. It, it, it just kind of weirds me out. Um, Especially since my kids watch some other cartoons that also fall in that line, and I never seem to like them. Mm. That said, I really like the premise for this. That a, a group of 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 smart kind of runaway kids stumble upon a, a crashed uh, Federation starship that has the embodiment of Janeway in it. And I'm not sure when this is supposed to take place. This could take place thousands of years in the future after Janeway is dead and she just mm-hmm. lives on as a, a, an educational program, right. On a, on another Federation ship. Um, but that kind of concept is already super cool. Like, uh, you know, the, the ideals of, of the Federation could, could still live on and, and become an influence that could um, start with these kids and then kind of propagate throughout the galaxy. Once again, if, if that, if a lot of that has kind of fallen by the wayside in this time period, 
But then again, I could be getting way ahead of myself because we don't have a whole lot. This is just a little teaser trailer. Um, seeing some of the other, uh, you know, aliens that I didn't really recognize. I wasn't sure if you guys were recognizing any of them. It doesn't sound like you are either, which kind of makes me think, you know, once again, that this is taking place in, in a whole nother um, era of Trek. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like the concept. I will get over my qualms with the animation style, but um, could be cool. Yeah, I I think the again like this cast, especially for voice cast, I felt like at the Comic Con panel had like really good chemistry. Everyone seems to just be really excited about the project. There's some like newer voice talent, which I'm excited about, like folks getting an opportunity. There's also some classics, um, like D. Bradley Baker, who is playing Murph, who can just make like outrageous sound effects with his mouth. It's insane. Um, like on the panel, they make him do like a Murph impression, and it's like the strangest thing I've ever seen, but I'm really excited about it. Um, it. What does it sound like? I can't do it. (laughs) No, you made like all these weird like sounds like there you go there you <laughs> um, go. thank you thank you you're welcome uh coming for you d bradley baker um <laughs> and then love it. uh then there's like you know uh jason manzukas who's like a classic voice actor at this point who plays like a lot of great curmudgeon characters so it's essentially i mean they joked on the panel jason manzukas is like oh yeah i'm the only person who uh, is actually live action in uh in this show <laughs> didn't have to do anything <laughs> Um, and then they all just also made fun of Jerry O'Connell the whole time. Cause he was hosting the panel and, and we're just like, Oh, well you're from lower decks and we're from prodigy, you know, like essentially being <laughs> like, we are the superior animated show also because there's Kate Mulgrew playing Janeway and Jerry O'Connell somehow managed to, um, call her vice Lieutenant instead of vice Admiral <laughs> in his wow. introduction. So he, he never lived it, it down. Um, and then during the panel itself, uh, Rebecca Romaine and uh, Ethan Peck walked in in the background because I guess they had been rehearsing uh, a scene for Strange New Worlds. And so they like walked into the office. His kids kept walking in to get like cats and animals. And so it was a perfect amount of comedy chaos. So <laughs> was uh, was Kate Mulgrew on this panel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's the one who mostly made fun of him <laughs> as she does. <laughs> Nice. How, how did she feel about bringing back Janeway in this in this form? Uh, she's really excited about it because she's kind of like it is a new generation. None of these are Starfleet um, folks. Like these are not Starfleet officers. These aren't Starfleet trainees. And so it's sort of like she feels like it's a nice um, gesture of this character who gets to kind of bring these kids along for the ride. She's really stoked with the way that the animation makes the character look. Um, she's just like, she's beautiful. She's talented. She's wonderful. Um, so she seems really excited to be involved in the project. Were there, were there any nuggets like um, maybe plot spoilers or anything that they talked about probably not right not really they mostly just did more like character introductions for everybody so everyone got to talk a little bit about like how they identify with their characters what's similar what's not similar they had like the big rock looking dude um is apparently uh is played by the youngest member of the cast like she's actually a child like she's like nine or ten years old um so it's like an actual kid voice coming out of this really large character which i think will um 
it's like a fun little bait and switch, right? Like you're assuming this is going to be like a big booming voice of a, of a person. And then it's like a tiny human voicing it. <laughs> Not one of these voices. It's no. one of these voices. <laughs> Sorry, hey, I'm a rock man. No, it's me. I'm a rock man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Now that we've, um, we've seen this trailer and I, I don't know if I'm, reading into it incorrectly um, with the idea that this might take place way in the future, but we have also, we have also seen um, way in the future with discovery um, season three. I was kind of wondering what your thoughts are of how, how they've decided in the, the larger Trek um, expanded universe to, to kind of portray um, the future of, of Starfleet that it kind of eventually uh, collapses and mm. it can't sustain and then maybe becomes a little bit of this kind of um, ancient relic uh, especially if, if that's what Prodigy is also kind of uh, falling on the heels of um, yeah. so yeah what, what do you guys kind of think of that because it, it feels like it feels to me that Starfleet is established as this um, this ideal utopia, this this concept that should take hold and embolden and, and, and empower people across the universe. But they're saying that eventually that falls. Um, anyway, so yeah. What up with the yeah. future of Starfleet? I, I, I'm of two minds of it, but I really think that it all comes down to um, where what the motivation is in the writer's room for that. What is the motivation behind um, depicting the far future of Star Trek as, you know, the Federation maybe is, uh, things became a little darker. Not everything worked out. Things became a little more uh, dystopian somehow. Uh, And if the the impetus for depicting it that way is to build up the ideals of the Federation again and to show that process and to try and inspire characters on screen and also inspire people watching saying, here's how we fell. Here's how we get back up by um, uh, returning to the ideals of the Federation and to Starfleet and, and also adding some new um, concepts and ideals to that so that it has a stronger foundation this is how we live now this is how we um we move out of the a dystopian era by really sticking to what star trek is all about then that that is fine you know and i think that's what's happening i think that's kind of what we've seen in the discovery season three um we've seen some of that in the first season of picard where it seemed like the dystopia was really uh, a heavy vibe there, but as we got towards the end of that series, that's kind of where the the theme went, right? Hmm. It felt more like um, uh, let's weed out some of the darker elements in Starfleet, and um, let's well, let's inspire people to to be like the Starfleet of old a little bit. Um, and I, you know, it's 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 just a story thing. They got to have some conflict. They got to make things. You know, it, it just can't be a utopia. Because you're not going to have some conflict. You're not going to have um, uh, engaging stories that way, right? So uh, it, it's a mixed bag. 
like it would take uh, a, a really inventive team of writers to make some really engaging stories in a setting in which nothing a setting in which uh it's been a utopia for eons right so i think uh <laughs> i think isla agrees yeah uh, my my kiddo just decided to sneak under the table and, then <laughs> out here and i was like ah what's going on <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I think they they uh, really drove home the fact that this show is canon during the Comic-Con panel, because I know that is constantly a question. What is uh, it canon, bro? Yeah, that happens in some uh, corners of the internet about new Star Trek. Um, and there's some discussion going on in the chat about this potentially sort of being around the same timeline as, Pic- as Picard. Um, so after Romulus's destruction, um, so I don't know if they're going to be picking up directly after Romulus destruction, or if it's going to be like, you know, a a few decades later, like Picard is. So it'll be interesting to see how they're lining up that timeline. Um, but that would sort of make sense if we're perhaps in the same place where Janeway is an admiral at this point, maybe going towards the end of her career that this hologram would be placed on a ship that's like going out in some way, shape or form to, to go do something and then is stranded somewhere for these kiddos to find. Um, But I agree with you, Mike on like how it's all going to depend on what the writers want to do with that concept of like ideals versus dystopia and what these uh, characters are sort of facing within their own lives. I get the vibe that, um, doll the character doll is perhaps from a planet that deteriorated or something happened to it and is now having to find a new home that seems to be something that i picked up on in the trailer but again who knows it's just a teaser like at this point it's just like here's some animation and some sounds from all of these characters right so um so there's not too much to pick up on but the the cast and crew seem really excited about it and about the the way that they think this is going to engage both young and current audiences. So I, I, I feel like I've, I mean, thus far I've enjoyed almost all the new Trek, so I'm excited to see what they come up with. (laughs) And it's, it's unclear when this series takes place prodigy, but it is clear where it takes place. It takes place in the Delta quadrant, Mm -hmm. which is in all the Star Trek we've seen. The Delta quadrant is pretty much untouched by the Federation Mm -hmm. because it's so far away. Um, the only Federation vessel, oh, I'm sure there are others, but the only major Federation vessel that's been out there was Voyagers because they got zapped over there from some space monster. I know that's wrong. A wormhole. <laughs> and, yeah, and it, they were lost, and they were trying to get back home because it takes, what, uh, almost 100 years to get over there? Um, so really what we're seeing is uh, likely a bunch of characters who never heard of the Federation. Um, and who will learn about it when they discover this ship and will be inspired by by the story of the Federation and Starfleet. Is there some sort of... Um, is it established in this universe how common it is um, for life, let alone evolved life, to exist within the universe? Like, is it per, like, every single, like, solar system... Uh, that you can generally find life on or is it like every 
every few galaxies so you you might find sentient like like do you guys get like a kind of a sense of how dense and how many variations of intelligent species there are because not you know, really I, I get like okay there's borg there's mm-hmm. Ferengi, there's uh klingon and uh yeah. the other dudes romulans and and whatnot i mean we, much. I mean, we do the- know <laughs> we do know that the alpha quadrant which is where earth is i think borg is not an alien (laughs) now that i think about it we we do know that that the alpha quadrant is filled with all the races or or you know aliens that you just mentioned but there's not really a star trek bible about like how life is spread out throughout the you know the, the multiverse or whatever um i think it's it's really just what do we need for today's story Yeah, I mean, the whole concept, right, of like the original series is that these ships go on these like five year long extended missions to find new life. So like, the, the basic premise is we have no idea we're going out to figure it out um, at like, it's root core of the whole series. Um, And I think the reason they use the quadrants as a way to divide it up is because like the quadrants are like, massive so it seems like there's way more characters to play with when you're like oh there's five different uh you know alien species that live in this quadrant which sounds like a lot but then you think about the the possible size of a quadrant right so um i mean like even i'm trying to think of like in actual scientific terms like what the closest planet is that could potentially sustain life that we know of like as planet earth. And I know it's like, however many thousands of millions of light years away. Right. Like 14 light years away. It's like what alpha Centauri is. And that potentially could have life around there. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to kind of think about um, uh, they've, they've established that they can travel light speed, warp speed or whatever. And they can um, cover a lot of distance here in this universe, um, presumably going to a whole bunch of different star systems. But like, how how dense is intelligent life, um, and how many of these intelligent lives are are at a point where you can make first contact, and then how many can of those are friendly, and you can fold them into the uh, to the Federation? Just because there's you know there's also the 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 dark forest theory that like um uh when you go out into space it's quiet and we've never run into other intelligent life because everyone's hiding because if there's there's a bigger bad that bigger bad if you make a peep they'll wipe you out i mean before you could potentially wipe them out that's why uh there is no sign of intelligent life because everyone is just shutting up in the dark forest that is space um and I, that's uh, one of those those things of like there could be someone that's so advanced and like a technological threat that they could wipe you out and the vastness of space it's it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, I saw uh, like a thing on TikTok that was like, "What creature on Earth is not actually from Earth and is the alien that's like keeping an eye on our planet?" Um, and the two most compelling ones I saw were uh, octop- octopus. Um, and then cats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Pro- Proxima B is apparently the planet that's the next uh, like star system along from us that is like the closest to Earth-like that we know about, and it's four light years away. 
which doesn't sound that far, but yeah. then like light years are like, we, we have not reached that speed yet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we, we haven't even hit Mars with people yet. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Chippy we- says, um, in Star Trek, they just always say there are thousands mm. of intelligent species. And yeah, that that's true. Um, and Ramble Ron reminds us that there, there are a lot of non-spacefaring civilizations mm-hmm. in Star Trek. And that's why we have the Prime Directive. I mean, uh, when, when you think about the, the comparison that astronomers always make, that there are more stars in the universe than grains of sand on the planet and that's just stars let alone planets that orbit those that could potentially have life and you just like exponentially grow that out and that's even in the visible like Mm -hmm. out right um it's just bonkers to think of how extremely massive space is and that it, it makes sense, I guess, in a way that there are so many different avenues that that you could explore with with storylines um, out in space with aliens, especially when you just kind of ditch humans. Um, but but also just um, um, looking at how the Federation uh, could be just a blip, you know, it, it could have its existence, and the vastness of space could just swallow that up too. Yeah, well, so in, insignificant is my point. I mean, there's it's also, <laughs> and it's yeah. like a story. It's a storyteller's dream, right? Space mm-hmm. is full of millions of potential new life forms and stories. Yeah, a bunch of alien monkeys at typewriters who <laughs> are <laughs> <laughs> making stories. Um, there's also in Voyager, there is the storyline about like a different dimension of space where it's like liquid space. And it's like the only species that can pretend that the Borg is like afraid of, right? Fluidic space. Mm-hmm. Fluidic space. That's right. And it's so the fluidic space. E, Miranda. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but you know, then there's that possibility as well of like, then we also have the mirror verse, you know, there's so many potential, <laughs> like potential ways <laughs> that all of this can happen and so many places to explore. So, I mean, to bring it back to prodigy, like I'm really excited that we're getting to see a bunch of new characters and a bunch of new aliens. Cause it's like, yeah, like why, why are we, I mean, it's fun to revisit the classics, you know, like I am hoping maybe we get to see some Klingons in season four of discovery just cause I don't think we've seen any yet in, in the future. So I want to know what's going on with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm excited about it all the way around. Uh, Ramble Ron says more advanced civilizations will wipe you out is a colonial idea. Um, fair, (laughs) I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting the the theory of, of why it's so quiet in space, despite our ideas that there should be, you know, a cacophony uh, of, of noises and signals. Yeah. I mean, it's like the idealized um, space is that we're all just around to help each other advance in technology and to like be better societies moving forward. But it's like, even, you know, I mean, we've talked about so much in, or at least I've seen in like the scientific and space exploration community, right. Is like the concept of finding life on other planets is like, hopefully this humanity unifying moment and so far it's like oh we found bacteria on mars and like oh now the gov like even the u.s government has admitted there's unidentifying flying objects whatever those could be are they from space are they from another country who knows but it's like even with these little glimmers it feels like everyone is still just so trapped within the confines of like 
white supremacist colonial concepts of power structures yeah. that it's like very unfortunate that we're not just like, oh, yes, we are all humanity, right? Like we are a global community. <laughs> it's all secrets and lies. Um, we got this comment here from Jude Beacon who says, Beacon, uh, a quadrant is one quarter of the Milky Way galaxy, which judging by the amount of species we see in the alpha quadrant means intelligent life is pretty dense in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. okay that's pretty cool that that, that does that make sense because they gotta that. tell stories right they, mm-hmm. they gotta populate these worlds with interesting characters and i think that's what what we're seeing in prodigy we're going to see a whole different part of and i and i think we what i've heard is that we're going to see uh parts mainly parts of the delta quadrant that we didn't see before on voyager so that's why we see aliens that we've never seen before so we're gonna be exposed to uh, more strange new worlds. Ooh. Right. Oh, did y'all see the preview? Or it wasn't a preview, but some set photos came out from Strange New Worlds of like the um, teleporter and stuff. Oh, the transporter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looked like the transporter mm-hmm. and people got mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Home Tricky says, outside of our galaxy, how many galaxies are there? I was curious. Four. So I looked it up. Four. 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 The answer was four. Um, it is uh, within our visible universe. There are two trillion, at least, galaxies. That was close. Bonkers. You were very close. Though. You were very close. Um, but, uh, space is space is big. I guess. For and me, it's ever expanding. Like you know, it keeps getting bigger. That's the other thing. Is like we literally can't hit the limitations thus far with like our mathematics. For other people, it's so big. Maybe that's all it is. Would you guys go to space if uh, Jeff Bezos offered you a, a chair on his flight? If it I mean, meant I could deny other people like food, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, yes, I would love to go to space, though. <laughs> In all honesty, that'd be awesome. I, I know people who would just find it so frightening, the vastness of it, that they would just freak out. I mean, in a concept, yes, I'd love to go to space. Uh, as like a an ethical person, I would not want to go to space with Jeff Bezos just because <laughs> I think he's spending his money in ways that is unnecessary. Um, what if uh, but- what if Tawny Newsom was like, "Hey, y'all, uh, all my best buds and podcasters who are beloved get to come on my We're spaceship." So beloved, We're so beloved. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's it's very I have very complicated feelings about it because like mm-hmm. I'm all for space exploration for the advancement of like science that is doing things that help for the betterment for the future of humanity, right? Like that's all great, but it's also like we still don't have fucking universal health care in this country, so I'm just like maybe maybe we could spend our money in other places. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let's solve all that first and then yeah. let's go find Romulus or whatever. Right. Cause it, it seems that's the other thing is right. It's like this idealized world. Like we've moved past capitalism in Star Trek. So it's like, we obviously have not hit that point y'all. Like we have not hit anywhere that, near close to that. Dude, just get rid of capitalism. And then all of a sudden it's Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. What a concept. <laughs> I'm skeptical, but uh, I'm okay with getting rid of capitalism. Yeah. Uh. What a world. So anyway, welcome to Socialist Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Socialist Pod. <laughs> I right, mean, we are- fan of Star Trek, I feel like, anyway, you know. Yeah. It's, it's Come on now. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, we will be covering uh, Lower Decks on August 12th. 
That's a. Uh, it's also. It's gonna be Thursdays, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And Prodigy is gonna come out later this year. Confirmed, twenty twenty one. I thought it was next year, but it's gonna be this year. And I do want to cover all of those. So, uh, Clyde is gonna join us again next time. He'll be here for the uh, lower decks coverage. Hopefully for the Prodigy coverage. We might have some guests on coming up. Should be fun. Um, we might still be covering some Q episodes down the line in between now and August twelfth. Um, listeners, if you patrons if you have ideas for episodes that we can do to fill in the uh the off-season time we'd love to hear let us know awesome um so yeah you should definitely join us over on the patreon as well because especially during this off-season we have tons of watch-along parties going on over there discussions about all of the latest news and for two dollars an episode you get access to the slack which has some of the best people in it so you definitely want to come join us over there so that is patreon.com slash star trek pod was there like a rundown i was supposed to look at and like bring up notes. no i just know yep. it from memory grant okay cool because <laughs> uh, we say it every week <laughs> uh, then uh i'll just go ahead and say that uh hey i also do a couple other podcasts including uh mcu pod if you want to go and check that out we talk about um the marvel cinematic universe and right now we're a little bit on hiatus because loki just ended but what if comes back the day before uh lower decks it comes back mm-hmm. on the 11th so we're going to be talking about um, that show as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, me and Mike do that, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll talk about craft beer if you want to hear dirty jokes and, and descriptions of beer. That's the beer. <laughs> Check that one out as well. You can find us at StarTrekPod.co. <laughs> Subscribe to the pod on Apple or whatever. Leave us a review. Uh, if no like one else is going to plug their stuff, then I just... <laughs> We like them five stars. What I do this? What else do I do? I don't know. Oh, I can I, I, I can do a plug. Um, so a podcast that I produce and edit for, uh, Fogo, Fear of Going Outside from Spotify Studios. Our finale comes out next week, so you should go binge the first nine episodes if you are someone who is both a fan of the outdoors or a skeptic of the outdoors. I think you will enjoy this podcast experience. So. Fogo. <laughs> uh, I'll plug something. Fogo's great. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll pop, I'll 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 uh plug something. I, I saw that movie about the beach that makes you old. Oh, oh. the M. Night Shyamalan don't, movie? Don't go watch that movie. That's what I'll oh. plug. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're gonna plug is... staying at home instead of making stay, those kind of choices. Stay home and don't watch the movie about the beach that makes you old. I mean watch <laughs> it. I had a good time watching it because it's trash. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it's not good. Um, uh, oh, watch the the Purge movies; those are fun. What are they? <laughs> Have you seen them? No, it's... they're they're all yes. pro socialist, pro liberal, anti Republican, like done in the dumbest way, but they're fun. So definitely watch them. <sighs> that is the strangest plug we've ever had at the end of a podcast, Mike. <laughs> StarTrekPod.co. Don't watch the movie about the beach that makes you old. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>